you're like so gay. And just so tasty. <coughs> I think I could use a throat lozenge. This is such a beautiful intro. It's like ASMR. Kind of, but like the <laughs> grossest ASMR in the history of the world. You're like, hi, welcome to Queering the Air. Hi, all you sexual deviants. And you sexual deviant wannabes. What's up? My name is Aaron. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm 26. I'm gay. And that's all you need to know about me. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm Aaron. I'm 25. I live in LA. I'm gay. I'm, I use he, him pronouns. This is not a good intro. What is going on? Gotta... I think we're doing great. <laughs> no. I'm like really, my brain is like today. I don't know why. Happy Monday. Yeah, I think it's because like the past few Sundays I haven't been able to sleep that well. And I think it's because I know that I have to come back to work on Monday. So Sunday nights I'm always like mm. tossing and turning and. <sighs> Anxiety, girl. It's real. Yeah. That's kind of me like almost every night though, so. Hmm. Although I was I was kind of blaming my like poor sleep on like anxiety and like just like you know knowing that I have so much to do the next day like literally every day. Yep. Um and then I closed my blinds at night and I slept so much better. So I think it was just from like having the sun like wake me up should, wicked early. I should try that. Because I just leave my blinds open, too, because I'm like, oh, it'll wake me up at 7, and then I'll, you know, I'll wake up early and get my shit done, but I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did, I do I do it for the exact same reason, yeah. just because I'm like, you know, it's always nicer to wake up naturally from the sun rather than, like, being jolted out of a, a nightmare into another nightmare. Literally. Um, but... It just wakes me up, like, three hours earlier than I need to. <laughs> but also, like, so I've been taking, like, melatonin gummies, and, like, I'll still wake up in the middle of the night, which I feel like is not supposed to happen. Like, I'm, like... Like, I took NyQuil recently one night, and I still woke up in the middle of the night after taking NyQuil. I'm like, what is going on in my brain? Oh, you should try shotgunning, like, three Bud Lights before bed. I... Would probably pee myself <laughs> in the middle of the night, okay. which would in turn wake me up as well. <laughs> True. That reminds me, I have not woken up to go to the bathroom or to drink water in the middle of the night in so long. Well, when's the last time mean you I'm like, drank water? Uh, right before we got on here. <gasps> Hydrated sister i know so i'm kind of like am i so hydrated that i don't need water in the middle of the night or am i so dehydrated that i don't have to pee in the middle of the night probably the latter but i'm like very hydrated i think hmm. like i try to be do you stop drinking water at a certain point in time like is it like nine no. o'clock you're like i'm no. done drinking no honestly i usually take a huge gulp of water right before bed maybe i just pee the bed every night and have no idea Okay. That's probably the answer. Uh-huh. Nice. That's what it is. That was a good problem-solving journey. Yeah. Matt, what's your song of the week this week? Oh, wait. First, we have to... <laughs> first, first, we have to thank our subscriber... Or our support... Our monthly supporters. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Thank and you. girls and theys. And thems. And thank you to Michael, to Emily, to Brett, and to Mara. <laughs> or Mara. Tamara. Tia Tamara. Oh my goodness. A I banger by Doja. Sister. That's like one of my go-to workout songs. I, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but popular music rarely hits for me when I'm working out. I'm either like, give me a huge heavy club remix or like, it's one or the other, man. Yeah. Not I, said the fly. (laughs) What? I don't know. Anyway, what's your song of the week? What's your song of the week? Um, oh my God. (laughs) I love that song. I turn it up. My song of the week this week is called Fool's Gold by Aries. And it is so good. It's it's not by One Direction. Do they have a song called Fool's Gold? They do. Shout out to to One Direction and the Four album. But that's not my song of the week. Sorry, didn't mean to steal your thunder. It's okay. And then also Everything by Remy Wolf. Everything by Remy Wolf. She is going to have her moment this year. She's going to blow the fuck up. I mean, she's already, like, getting bigger. But, like, if you haven't heard Photo ID, if you haven't heard Woo, if you haven't heard Monte Carlo, like, it's also Disco Man. It's all so good. So shout out to Remy Wolf. Never heard of her. But I will check her out. Um, you'd you'd my... like her. It's very fun. It's like it's really? gonna be a good like summer vibe. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, okay. Um, my emo song of the week. I don't know how anyone is gonna know how to spell what I'm saying, but um, this song called "Idolon" by the band Era, E R R A. Um, it came on when I was listening to this other band's like radio. And I, like, had stopped everything I was doing. It was just making, like, a a really aggressive, like, oh, fuck, this song is awesome face. So I listened to it, like, ten times in a row. Did you just say um, so that's awesome my e- face? Like, oh, fuck, this is awesome face. Um, And then my normal person song of the week is called Symptom of Your Touch by Allie and AJ. It actually came out, like, two or three days ago. And it came on when I was at work. And I... Had it on repeat like three or four times and everyone was like, didn't we just listen to this song? Because I work at a restaurant and all the customers were like, could we like listen to a different song? <laughs> and I <laughs> and I said, no. You're like, that'll be $5. <laughs> I'm a jukebox. Yeah. You have to pay me. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm a walking jukebox. So extra tips or we're listening to Allie and AJ the entire time. That's honestly a great ploy to like make some more money and be like, yeah, you want to request a song? $3. True. true. And then just play um, like fucking Baby Shark over and over again <laughs> until people pay you to change the music. Okay, speaking of my job, and I'm sure we could do an entire episode between the two of us on like the horrible and weird things people have said to us while we're working in in service industry jobs, but mm-hmm. um, Oh, I could write seven novels yeah yes literally yesterday at brunch this woman i was like talking there were these like four women who were sitting at the bar who had they had been eating at a table and then we had to flip it and so they came and sat at the bar to like finish their drinks and ended up having like two more rounds um i love that so they were like I do too, actually. Um, so they had like already done bottomless brunch and then like came to the bar to keep drinking. Um, and they were middle-aged they women? 
Yeah, they're really good. So they loved that you were like a young, cute gay bartender. Yeah, I didn't really talk to them much because they were like so jabby with each other. Um, But like, (laughs) whatever. Um, (laughs) Is that that a word? No. (laughs) Gabby, like gabbing. I don't okay, think... anyway. <laughs> I don't think jabby. I don't think jabby they were is yapping. <laughs> they were yapping with each other. Uh-huh. Um, and then I like was part of the conversation like a little bit, obviously, you know, as bartenders are. And I, I forget exactly what happened, but like I just like casually was like, oh yeah, well, I'm gay, so it doesn't really work for me. And one of the women, like direct quote said, Oh, honey, I'm the biggest hag around. Let's go shopping. What? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it was dumbfounded. Like. Was she offering to like buy you things? I don't know what she was offering. I don't, I don't want her to buy me things. And then for the rest of the day, she kept being like, it's fine. She kept whispering like, let's go get married. And I was like, I very honestly. This is a little inappropriate. Yeah, I turned to my coworker who's like right next to me and like very audibly was like, I fucking hate this job. Oh my God. Um, and I think they felt, I think she felt really bad or her friends felt really bad because they like kind of stopped talking to me after that and were like a little awkward and then tipped really well. Um, so job well done on my part for getting them to fuck off. But yeah, at least I was like, you. how are we? Yeah, I was like, how are we seriously still saying like, like that's like the dumbest thing you can possibly say and also like awkward i just don't have the energy for it anymore yeah like i can't be bothered by the heteros by the middle-aged heterosexual women (laughs) i mean usually i have a great time with them like they're usually wonderful it's like as soon as they find out that you're gay and they're like oh my god okay so let's talk gay things like well i'm like you just ruined everything yeah yeah. So anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I love that for you. It was, ugh, it was so, it like ruined my day. Damn. Anyway, do we want to get into this episode? No, this is the end. Okay. <laughs> no episode this good. week. By, Bye. By, by Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> sure. Who do we have this week? I don't know. You tell me you edited the episode. <laughs> You're right. This week we have the incomparable, the incredible Spencer West. Um, chances are, if you're on TikTok, you've probably seen a video of his or two or three or four. Um, and even if you're not, you, like, he's yeah. scrolled across my Instagram, like, a lot, even before I yeah. followed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, a, he's iconic. Very iconic. And honestly, just one of the, like, warmest, sweetest people that we've had the pleasure of interviewing, I think. I don't want to speak for like, Matt, ever. but, like, he was just, like, so, such a genuinely beautiful person <laughs> like yeah like such a sweetie so so lovely to talk to and i just like honestly i was just, i felt comforted mm-hmm. just like by being in conversation with him even like when i wasn't in need of comfort <laughs> if that makes any sense <laughs> yes and just for the record everybody also we did record this back in january so that's why um we talk about things that were relevant in January. <laughs> like, I think I talk yeah. about, like, my... I was like, oh, my birthday was, like, last week. So that's that's why we've recorded this one a while ago. 
because we're so prepared so. and we um, pre-recorded so many interviews because we're so professional <laughs> at podcasting. Yes. Period. Yep. Period T. I saw a car <laughs> yesterday. I should have taken a fucking picture. There was a car yesterday and that was the license plate. And I was like, that's iconic. Period. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, make sure if you, you like, do, comment, subscribe. That. And then share it with a friend. Or five. Mm-hmm. Or ten. Yeah. And then go watch Spencer's TikToks. Yeah. And definitely really show him fun. some love on all of his socials. He is doing a lot of incredible... A lot of incredible content yes. from him. So. And a lot of awesome stuff that he's supporting and blasting out, so. Yes. Oh my god, this is another international episode. We forgot to mention that. We're international girls. Oh my god. He's in Toronto. He's in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. We're crossing borders. Uh-huh. We love artificial borders. Okay. Um, oh my god. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
like maybe get him into music and math right away and like we'll go from there but my parents were sort of like mm, I think uh, music I think we'll just... and math right away yeah that that part that I I still don't quite understand um were you were you in Wyoming when the when you like had the surgeries so I'm I had the surgeries in Salt Lake City because um we went okay. to the Shriners mm-hmm. Hospital and, and that's where it was done because my, my parents were quite young when they when they had kids they had gotten married and uh, you know, my mom was 21 and my dad, I think, was 24. So, you know, to our standards now, that seems like so young wow. to have kids. But at the time, you know, it really wasn't. But they weren't ready to have a kid that needed, like, two major surgeries. So the Shriners Hospital... Wait, how was, old are you? Um, I just turned 40. Really? Oh yeah. God, I would have never guessed. I literally <laughs> thought you were, like, 30. I thought uh, you were, like, 29. 28. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't ever want to leave this now. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Stay with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't ready to have a, a, a child that would need this. So the Shriners Hospital is really helpful in, in helping with that cost um, of those surgeries. So, yeah. And so then, you know, That's my parents good. were sort of like, let's just, just do whatever you're going to do. And we're going to raise you to be as independent as possible. And, we're going to treat you like everyone else. And, you know, I had to like clean my room and do the help with the dishes. And, you know, I have a sister who's four years younger and, you know, it was all those things that I, that I think are are normal things that, you know, kids do growing up. So for all intents and purposes, I, my childhood felt very normal in that regard of doing the same things, you know, Mm -hmm. swimming lessons. And I was in gymnastics as a kid. I mean, I'm sure that was a precursor for me being gay, but you know, (laughs) same. Yeah. I was a gymnast until high school, like very seriously. Oh, I'm so jealous because I was so excited to do sports in high school because they had a gymnastics team. And the year that I got to high school, they dropped the boys gymnastics team. No. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what the fuck? That's horrible. I know. However, <laughs> I did get to live my fantasy my last year of high school because I tried out for the cheerleading team and I made the squad. So like... Next best oh thing. Oh, that's epic. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Did they at least, like, keep all the equipment so, like, at gym class you could, like, sort of live your fantasy? Um, the, so we had two gyms, and there was, like, a gymnastics gym where they had all the equipment still. So, yes, mm-hmm. and that's where we used to actually um, practice as, as cheerleaders. So um, oh, we, we, we did get to use it. And, I, you know, I only say this because I never thought that this would happen to me. But we went to the state cheerleading competition that year, and we took first place as the number one squad out wow. of the entire state. So, like, I'm a state okay, championship bitch. athlete. I know. I just, you know, I don't brag very often, but that's one I'm like, no, I'm going to throw out there every time because we worked our asses off. <laughs> as yeah. you should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I actually just watched Bring It On the other day. So, like, I'm just getting cheer from all And you were, like, that was, like, late 90s. Probably no. right when you were cheering. Yeah, we went. We went as a squad to see Bring It On. Like it did come out in the theater we... that year. That must have been so fun. <laughs> it was. It like I know we it, we felt so seen. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, I'm gonna just jump right into the gay shit then. What as Please. like someone in high school when that movie came out, like was seeing the a character. Was seeing, like, a gay character that was, like, not being made fun of, like, amazing? Here's the thing. It was, but I wasn't out in high school. Um, so okay. it was a little bit different. And I'm going to change the vibe here a little bit. But, um, you know, when I was a senior in high school, when I, the, the, like, that year that I was a cheerleader, that was October of 1998. 
and you guys are, are maybe a bit young, but I, I, you might know the name. But no, I, I know you're gonna get at. Yeah, so Matthew Shepard was murdered in my home state um, that that year, mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't I didn't really realize that I was gay. You know, I, I was raised in a culture. Um, my family was very accepting, but it's just you know I was I was raised in a specific religion, and I remember in elementary school hanging out with a friend, and we were looking through like a Tiger Beat magazine, and. Uh, there was a, a, I can't remember who the, even the, the guy was, but he was cute. And she's like, oh, he's cute. And I went to open my mouth to say, oh my God, totally. But she was like, oh, but you wouldn't think that. You're a boy. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I wouldn't think that. I, I don't know. Um, so there was all those things. And then when Matthew Shepard was murdered, it was like, well, to be gay meant that you could be murdered. And, and obviously in our yeah. community still, it, it does mean that. But I think... For me, there was no way that I would even start to explore my sexuality at that time because it just everything yeah. felt unsafe. Um, so I wish that I would have been out to celebrate Bring It On more at the time. But um, yeah. once I did come out a few years later, then uh, then I, I felt vindicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I actually I watched it with my boyfriend last week. I think it was. And I was, like, loving the, like, how casually, like, there was a gay dude and whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, one of the main characters was like, wait, you speak fag? And I was like... Fluently. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was having a good time. (laughs) I know. Things they didn't need to know. No. (laughs) No. But. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to lie. When you first said Wyoming, like... The very first, I, I thought of Laramie and Matthew Shepard. I mean, I hate that that's where, you know, kind of my mind goes when I think Wyoming and gay, but it is kind of reality. And was he, was Laramie far from where you grew up? No, it was like four hours away. It was very close wow. to where, to where I was. So it was, it was In really Wyoming intense. standards. Yeah, I know. I know that doesn't, I know it doesn't, it probably seems far. <laughs> But, and and I was like four hours is like a hell of a drive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like Wyoming is like so spread out that four hours doesn't feel like that far. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel growing up in upstate New York too. Like it was like two hours to go anywhere. So yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it, yeah it was just a shitty time to to be gay. Now now you know, there, there's a lot of uh, more acceptance in the state and that, you know, they've, they, they, they're working mm-hmm. to, to be better. I still think they've got a ways to go compared to the United States and, and other, other yeah. states, but you know, they're, they're getting better. And I think that was the first, you know, Wyoming was, Wyoming was sort of that state that sort of just like stays under the radar. I feel like, you know, people like, I think some people know mm-hmm. like Yellowstone National Park is there, but that's it. And then suddenly whoosh, the media comes and we're known for the state of hate. And so I think a lot of folks mm. pushed hard to prove that we weren't, but a lot of folks just settled into those, those, um, those headlines. Yeah. What do you mean by that? By like settling into the headline? I think I think some people were like, "Yeah, we don't want this type of person here in our state," you know. And I still think there is a a bit of that that feeling there. Uh, again, it's gotten much better, and you know they've got incredible groups that mm. are fighting for equal rights and. And those sorts of things but like and I know that like kids are out in high school now and like that's amazing because that didn't really exist and we had like one I had one friend that was out in high school and that was it everyone else was too afraid at the time so it's definitely getting better but um I think I just think they have a ways to go still yeah 
So even though you weren't out in high school, when did you start to recognize in yourself that you were not straight? Yeah, I, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I think that I always knew, but I just all the messages I were getting from the media and everything where, you know, Will and Grace had just aired like my last year of mm-hmm. high school. So it's like we didn't have anything on TV um, to even model after. So I think subconsciously I always knew, but all, but all the messages I was getting was like, oh, well, that's, that's bad. So I think for me, honestly, the, the first time that I remember thinking, oh, I think that I'm different is I was, when I was in college, I was, I worked at Old Navy part time. And I remember this, this guy walked in and I got that like fluttery butterfly feeling in my stomach. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's I think, that? <laughs> yeah. I think I've missed something here. Um, and that's, that's when I realized. And then I have my best friend who's still my best friend today. We've been friends since grade six. Um, he had come out and after he came out, I thought, oh my God, like this is, of course I'm also gay. And so then like six months later, I I came out to him and it, and it was just, it was so lovely. I was like 21. So it took me a long time to like get Mm. there. Um, but yeah, I think everybody comes out when it's right for them. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's also like not that late. I don't think that's okay. Yeah. I don't think that's late either, but. Yeah, thank you. Well, now it's like, you know, I've got people close to me that they're like 16 and they're coming out. And I'm like, good for you. There would have been no way. (laughs) Yeah. But I think even the fact that you were able to like recognize it so early on is like Mm -hmm. impressive for sure. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? I, I, because of my disability and and, and all those things, it's like if something doesn't feel authentic to me, I I just, it's, I, I have to address it, you know? And so I think that was just one of those mm. things that it, it took a little bit longer. But once it got there, it was like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted of, like, trying to be something yeah. else. Um, like, I don't know. what. Like, when did you guys come out? 16. Ah, see? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I was kind um, of like, I was like 20. Okay. So, I don't know. Well, we I didn't really this, have a coming um, out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about this, uh, like, uh, an episode that hasn't yet aired, but will. Um, okay. Aaron just like didn't really have it coming out. Yeah. You know, I was like, hello. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> I love that. I feel really lucky that, um, cause I was a bit nervous to tell my family. I knew that they loved me. Um, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, you know, my, my, my mom is Greek and Italian and my dad is like a whole mix of things. And my dad is like a man's man, you know, he like hunts and fishes mm-hmm. and like, you know, does those things <laughs> that I was like not interested in. <laughs> I was happy to ride along, but I didn't want to participate in any of those things. So I was a bit nervous to to tell my parents, but I told my best friend and then I told him, I was like, listen, I'm going to tell my parents because I'm so close with them and I just have to. And then he was like, well, fuck, now I have to tell my mom because they're friends. And I was like, yeah, I think that's probably best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm um, not going to tell you how to come out, but it's probably. Yeah, yeah. no, and I didn't, I didn't say it like that. I'm being bitchy here just to be funny, but no, um, he, but he did say, he was like, oh man, if you're coming out to your family, I should, maybe I'll come out to my family. Um, so yeah, I remember I went to my first pride in Salt Lake City where I was going to school and that day I called my mom and she was like, oh, how was your day? And I was like, good, I was at pride. And she was like, oh, well, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's a place where Aww. like gay people go to celebrate. And she was like, oh, what were you doing there? And I was like, <laughs> Well, like read between the lines, Mary. <laughs> well, and I was like too shy. You know, I, I don't know how 
you guys were, but for me, it was like, it was hard to say the words in the beginning of like, I'm gay. I really, yes. like that, it was scary. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we like him hot around and I finally, I was like, well, why do you think I was there? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, mom, I, I think I'm gay too. And she was like, oh, Okay. She's like, but you always said you weren't. And I was like, I know. It's a whole thing. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> She's like, it's a whole thing, mom. <laughs> yeah. And she don't, was really. Don't worry yourself with the details. Like... That's right. That's right. Just leave it to me. I'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But so she was really, really kind. And she was like, well, I love you no matter what. Let's just figure out what this means together. Aww. And then I, um, I told my dad. Aww. I know. I know. It was, she was so, I feel so grateful because I know not everybody has that experience. Yeah. And then. You know, not too long after that, my dad called, or maybe it was the next year, because um, I we had told my dad and all the things, and he was totally fine with it. I, there, there's some sometimes I think dads know instinctively know. And I think my dad knew mm. way before my mom did, but my I'll never forget. My dad mm. called me on That's Father's so Day. I know my dad called me on Father's Day and and said, um, you know, I you're my son and I love you, and it doesn't matter that you're gay. Um, and when are you gonna adopt me some grandkids? I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh sounds like my mom oh really <laughs> oh my god yeah she's very much like but i have an older sister and a younger sister my older sister is like married not having kids not in her not in the cards for her yeah and so she's just like my, my little sister doesn't have a boyfriend or a partner or anything and so she's like it falls on you matthew come on. <laughs> yep waiting on you come bud. on <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So she goes, she's about to retire. So she's like, come on, <laughs> give, give me something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad my, my sister had kids. So I, I'm off the hook for a while, which is, <laughs> which is less pressure. <laughs> but would you I, have kids? God, I can imagine. What's that? Would you have kids? Like, is that something you want? You know what? I, uh, it's, I wouldn't say no. I like I, I think I would definitely entertain the idea when I was, when I was a little bit younger, like in my thirties, I thought, yeah, I want kids. But the older I get, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of like the way my life's going. And a lot of my friends have kids, mm-hmm. which I love being the uncle. And I love babysitting and doing all mm-hmm. the things. But I also love leaving at the end of the day. So <laughs> That's why I don't have a dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. And I really, yeah, you know, it, dog or kids, it, it, it's, it's a lot of work. So yeah. I can't even wrap my head around a child. Like, I'm like, I want right. a dog. But like, okay. a ki- like yeah. Phew. Yeah. So I feel, I, again, I feel you on that front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Similar. I like that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you went to college in Utah, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. What was it like being, like, coming into your queerness in, like, a really, like, Mormon space? Or yeah. area, I guess. I don't know if you were in, like, particularly Mormon spaces, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I lived in Salt Lake City, and I actually lived right near the Mormon temple, like, in downtown Salt Lake City. Um, you know, what's so interesting about Salt Lake is that, yeah, the, the culture there is very different. And if you don't, if you are not a member of the religion, it it can be very easy to feel like an outsider just in that aspect, but then throw in that you're queer. Mm. Um, and, and that's a whole new level of sort of outsider. I went to a school that, that was non-denominational. So there, we had like a, 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 you Mm. know, an, a, a, a pride club is what we called it, um, at the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like... In in that regard, it was great. And Utah, it, and I haven't been in a long time, but their prides there were some of the best that I'd ever been to because, you know, I th- wow. I think really? sometimes it was, 
you know, you couldn't be as open at the time when I was there in school, you know, out in the city, but we had, there was a ton of gay bars that we used to go to. And, and I think because it, at least for my experience, when we had pride, it felt, and I don't know if this is terrible or not, but it felt like giving a middle finger back to the people that Hmm. said that we were shitty you know what i mean in, in the city so it was like yeah we're fucking here you can't ignore us we exist and we're gonna take yeah. this whole weekend to be in your face not actually but you know active, you know you know what well active defiance mm -hmm. exactly and so and i think there was just always a solidarity of like it's a safe space for us right now when it doesn't often feel like that at least that was my experience when i was there um and coming out awesome. so yeah Oh, I love that. <laughs> I feel like that, like... Oh, go for it, Aaron. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> okay. Well, Salt Lake City is, like, a little bit more liberal than, like, the rest of Utah, right? At the t at the time, it, it, it wasn't. I don't know about it now. Wasn't. I haven't paid attention. But I remember mm -hmm. when I was there, you know, two, 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 two boys had, like kissed on the sidewalk and the mormon church lost their mind that it had happened in front Ooh. of the church and when i was there the city was trying to pass a law where you couldn't chew gum on the sidewalk next to the temple like it was pretty conservative yeah it was pretty <laughs> conservative at the time i don't know what it's like now but that that's what it felt like when i lived there oh wow okay is that's that considered wild. conservative <laughs> like anti-chewing gum i mean that was maybe a poor example like fascist. But, yeah no disruption yeah yeah exactly damn exactly okay well that's wild yeah so did you like were you ready to flee when you were done with school were you like get me out of here <laughs> yes yes i was yeah okay. <laughs> yeah where'd I, you go uh, after i went to phoenix actually um and i lived in phoenix for about six years i have some family that lived there and our family never took like family vacations we always just went to phoenix mm -hmm. to visit my aunts um and we would just spend like a, a week or two there so i was excited to move there because this the, you know the, the weather is nice all year round and um you know there's everyone has their shirts off and like it was like a, <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what i thought in my mind obviously it was different when i got there but but it, i just loved i love and i still love the vibe of phoenix um and i loved the weather and my best friend that i mentioned earlier he ended up moving there uh, like a year or two later and we we ended up renting a house together and it was just i just had the best time there um like socially, you know, and that was that was where I like really let loose, and you know there was a bar that we would go to every Wednesday night. Like I can't imagine going to a bar on a weekday now. Like I and obviously not even during a pandemic, but like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean on yeah. a school night now. Like there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Very wild. I'm, I am so interested to hear what for you means letting loose. Like <laughs> give it all to me. Tell me all the details. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, you know, this is a time before there was dating apps and all the things. So uh -huh. we would go to this bar called BS West, and I think it was every Wednesday. Um, and it was just a, a time where we would drink and we would dance and we would do the make out at the bar and like all mm -hmm. of those those things that you're supposed to do. And in, in, well, that I assumed you were supposed to do when you're in your mid-20s. Maybe I was a bit slutty. I don't know. But uh, that's sort of like what, what I thought. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're very pro slut, and I don't even think that's slutty, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's what, that's what we were doing, just like celebrating and learning about our culture and who we were, and having a good time along the way. Um, yeah, so that's sort of what it what it was like. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, we we had jobs that were 
that were that were great but uh we also played a lot too which was really nice and it was nice to have like and this it makes us sound bougie but at the time it was so cheap we were able to rent a house with our own pool in our backyard so like we had pool parties all the time and like that's so fun i know and i think it was like oh twelve hundred dollars for like a three-bedroom house with a pool in the backyard I total know. yeah <laughs> I have to like remind myself what it's that like what you can get outside of like Boston, New York, DC, LA, San Francisco is like how Outrageous. we're supposed to live. Yeah, like that's my less tiny... than. Oh, go ahead. That's like less than I pay for half of an apartment in LA. Yeah, yeah, my condo is way yeah. more than that, and it's ten times smaller. Yeah. <laughs> oh Are you right God. in Toronto? Yeah, I, I'm not quite in the downtown core. I'm, I'm what they they considered like the West End, but it, but most folks would consider it downtown. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is that like a gay area? Uh, it it was. It was like Toronto had, had sort of this this interesting queer culture where we have like what they call the Village, which is Church Street, and um, I don't know if you guys ever watched like Queer as Folk, but uh, you guys might be a bit too young for Queer yeah. as Folk. Yeah. Yeah. I the uh, like the. Um, the, I don't want to say, the American version? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw the UK version. I'm realizing I don't... Okay, yeah, my other... I was just realizing I didn't actually know if it was American or Canadian. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be dumb. But. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got it right. But they, they filmed all of that here in Toronto on, like, Church Street. And so a lot of the bars that you see in that are the oh. real bars that exist here in Toronto. So it, it was called The Village. But then at some point... I've, I've just been learning the queer history here. Some of the, some of the, the more... Um, alternative gays decided they didn't want to be in the village anymore and so they came to the west end and they called it queer west for a long time mm. but now it's just sort of you know it's sort of everywhere but the church the, the village is still like the the place got Very it cool. is that far from you uh no it's like a 15 minute drive or you know 30 minute walk it's not too far gotcha yeah so what were you doing for work when you were in arizona yeah i um i it was so funny, you know, I studied communication and I was hoping to do maybe some sort of broadcast journalism, but um, it was too hard to, to, to break into that. So I, I ended up just finding a, a job in the newspaper answering phones at a salon and spa. Um, but like, turns out I was pretty good at that and like a few other things. And so <laughs> within like a year or two, I, I became one of their client operations directors. So it was myself and one wow. other person and we managed like a staff and we had a reservation center and um, you know, if I was going to be at any of the, the, cause we had three locations throughout the Phoenix Valley. So if I was going to be at any of the locations, I was there to just like add support and kind of be like a general manager for the day. So that's what I did for, for my time there. And I, I loved, cause you know, it's like, it's like one of the meccas of gay culture. So I really enjoyed being in that environment. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't a job that I, that I cared about. I just really liked the people mm-hmm. that I worked with. And we were an upscale mm. salon, so we we were dealing with a lot of bitches. Um, so it was <laughs> it was hard sometimes too to have to cater to um, folks who felt entitled because of their their uh, financial status. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there, but uh, yeah, it was not a job that I would mm-hmm. do again. <laughs> have yeah. you have you found a job that you are like really passionate about and that you love doing? Yeah, I I have. Um, so was yeah? it? Uh, you yeah. want to tell us about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this has been fun. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
through halfway through my time working at at the salon, I I was just I was a bit miserable um with sort of like the direction of my life. Truthfully, I felt like I sort of had failed at life because I I had chased the the dream that I was sold, you know, of like mm. you go to school and then you go to college and then you get a degree and then you get out into the real world and you find a partner and you get married and you do all those things and you know, the with this degree you're supposed to make a lot of money. Um and I was making good money, but I was like, this job, I hate. And it yeah. doesn't provide any purpose other than giving me money. And I'm like, there's no happiness coming from that. And I thought this can't be, this can't be what life is supposed to be. Um, Unfulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's a bit cliche, but I genuinely do mean it when I say it. it's like, I did want a job that like paid well, but also like, gave back in some way or created some positive social value. And we could argue that the salon does that by helping people transform their, their outer appearance, which it, it, for some people it is, it's, it's really amazing, but it, it wasn't working for me. So a friend of mine just sort of, it's a really long story, but the short of it is um, he and his partner um, had lost a child. And so they were building schools in his name in East Africa. And he knew that I was like so miserable with where my life had gone. And he was like, hey, we're gonna go to Kenya in, this was March of 2008. And he was like, do you wanna come? And I was like, have you lost your mind? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me, Sweetie. like if I can't find happiness in North America, how in the hell am I gonna find it in East Africa? Um, but, you know, after a lot of thought and talking to my family about it, they were like, we think you should go. So I did. Um, and like move? No, no, just just like for like a like 10 days. Um, oh, okay. Just like on a volunteer okay. trip where we helped build an, a new school for um, in his son's name and, you know, sort of got to mm-hmm. be amongst the community and experience um, the work of this organization that they were partnering with. And I was so enamored by the work that I saw. And then I had the opportunity, you know, to share my story with some of the local kids there. And uh, after telling them, you know, where my legs were, and they literally asked me every other question under the sun, um, I told them- <laughs> As kids young, do. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, you know, a young girl said to me, she didn't know something like this, meaning the loss of my legs could also happen to white people too. And- Wow. You know, it's- I. We, we had to leave right after, so I didn't, I didn't get to actually talk to her and, and, and the, you know, debrief what that actually meant to her. But how I interpreted it was that she realized that it, it doesn't matter where you come from, that, like, everyone, you know, has some sort of challenge that they're going to face. And I thought, holy shit, if, if, if I could have this really interesting effect on this, this young girl here in East Africa, I've missed something with, with my disability. Um, and I think maybe I could, and, and my friend that had invited me to go to Kenya, he always kept saying, you should be a motivational speaker. And I was like, and talk about what? Like, it's it seems so arrogant to just <laughs> talk about myself. But I was like, wow, I could actually tell my story, but empower people to look at challenges differently and maybe encourage people to like, go out and do something positive for the world. And then also maybe lead by example. And mm. so when I when I came home, after that trip, I just like everything had changed. And it was like, I just, I couldn't go back to what I had been living before. And so I packed my bags and, and within three months I'd moved to Canada to be a motivational speaker, um, to speak on behalf of this organization. I've since left, but, um, 
but yeah, it, I, 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 I moved wow. here to, to do that. And part of my job was to speak and I've gotten to travel the world over the last 12 years and, and see almost, you know, I've been on almost every continent, which has been amazing. I've got to wow. meet some incredible people and I spent every summer in Kenya for the last 12 summers hosting trips. Um, so Kenya became a second home for me. Oh my God. Yeah. So I really did. Je- so jealous. <laughs> East Africa is a beautiful place. If you ever have the opportunity or have been wanting to go, when it's safe to do so, I I can't recommend it more. Oh, it's, yeah, definitely. I want to, like, do some more... I need to do some more, like, research and, like, cultural research and, like, you know, really figure out where I want to... where I want to start, I guess, with, like, the entire continent. But, like, mm-hmm. there's so much we, like, don't ever get to learn about all of the different cultures are in Africa. Yeah. I need to, I need to do a little research. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's so incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that's, that's what brought me to Toronto. Maybe like a little bit of a crass question, sure. but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. Yeah. Um, has being a motivational speaker and doing those kinds of events like helped get you laid? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've heard that that's like, like I, I have a, another friend who has like done a lot of like talks and stuff like that. And he just like it, he could he's like, I could do every I could get somebody at every single show if I wanted to. I mean, you know, I, I would have, I would have never slept with anyone that was at like a conference that I was at or a a place that I spoke, but did I have ground around while I was there? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) You can still look at the merchandise, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, absolutely. And again, I didn't sleep with anyone at the conference. (laughs) Yeah, but you were traveling the world. Uh, who doesn't, as my friend says, who doesn't want to sample the boy Faye every now and then? Like, it was there. What am I going to do? The boy no? Faye. boy Faye. <laughs> I love that so much. I've never heard that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm actually making Me myself either. sound sluttier than, than I actually was. But, yeah, listen, I were, did I hook up, up a few up. times yeah. while I was there? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was always professional. It was never, you know, anybody at the conference. I'm like... I, I just, my, my, my guilty conscience is, is too large. I, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> what? I know. What, I would, what, what's there to be guilty about? Too much I, of I a just, civic duty. Well, it just felt like it would be unprofessional to sleep with, like, you know, someone at a conference. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I respect that. That's Thank understandable. You. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just I guess. I, I think it's so incredible like so, like listening to you, um, I mean, I think it would be a really interesting experiment to like cut out the part of the beginning of the interview when you say like, you know, if you can't see me, I don't have legs. Because it's like, if you were to take that out, you have, it's so incredibly impressive that you have not let that like dissuade you from doing anything. Like you have had such a normal life 
despite the fact that you're saying that when you were five, they were like, yeah, he might not be able to sit up. Like, get him involved in math because that's it. Like, yeah. you were like, nah, fuck you. Like, I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna like throw pool parties at my house in Arizona. Like, this, it's so incredible. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I, it, 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 it's, a, it's a mix of my parents were really great at building that foundation and instilling that independence and this idea that it was like, yes, you have a disability. And that's okay. Like it's a part of you, and that's that's a beautiful thing. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to clean your room and go to school and and do the things. And you know, everybody's <laughs> disability is different. You know, but you know, part of my privilege is mm-hmm. it didn't affect my intellect in any way, and and my physical body. You know, I'm I'm fine. I can I can walk around, and I can still have sex, and and all of those things that that exist. So they they set that foundation of like this this is your life. So you get to choose how you live it. Um, and so go do that. And so they mm. built that foundation and then I, I took it from there um, and sort of ch- chose the direction and just followed wherever the universe has sort of led me to here I am hanging out with you two, you know? So, yeah, it's a great way to do it. I hate, yeah, I hate to keep asking the the more vulgar questions. Please, no. <laughs> have you, I, I, I guess this is like a little bit more of a, a deep question about it but have you had experiences or how have you dealt with um people who maybe try to like fetishize your disability Mm. or kind of like see you for that as like a sexual thing rather than like just a part of who you are yeah yeah this definitely does happen um you know i've i've gotten really good at sort of recognizing when that's what's happening Mm -hmm. um because usually someone will, and and I actually I put, I've started to put it in my profile, like my grinder profile and all my all my dating profiles, um, to just like address like all of those questions right away. So hopefully I can like weed out those people. So my so my grinder profile says, um, "No, your eyes aren't deceiving you. I don't have any legs, and uh, I don't like camping, but I can still pitch a tent." Is <laughs> like what I wrote because. <laughs> Because the first two questions I get is, what, you don't have any legs? And do you have a dick? Like, those are the, those are the first two questions I get, like, yeah. typically right away. On dating profiles and after speeches, they'll be like, how do you go to the bathroom? Yeah. Like, people want to know that all the time. So of course. if someone messages me and keeps harping on my disability, I usually, that's usually a sign mm-hmm. um, that that's, it's, pro- that it's probably a fetish. And then I've had some mm-hmm. guys that be like, can you send me a video of you just like walking on your hands? And I'm like, no. <laughs> You're like, here's like, my TikTok. You can follow, you can me, follow on me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, it's like, listen, uh, what people are into or what people are into. That's not for me, and that's not how I want totally. to be seen. So, um, for me, I just am usually like, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Thank you so much for the chat, and then I'll move on. That's but, so eloquent. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it took me a while to find those words. Sometimes it was fuck you in a block. But like, as I got older, I was like, mm, that's yeah. probably not as a, uh, maybe I could be <laughs> respectful too. <laughs> well, maybe they yeah, could be respectful. You don't owe anyone respect when they don't respect you. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I respect that you are respectful. Like Thank it's you. impressive. Yeah, I you are you. able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how else have you noticed it like affecting dating and whatnot? Like how, how is that for you? Yeah, it's, 
It's a couple things, you know, uh, before I, I, you know, when you live with a disability, it's like, I don't forget that it's there because I live, we live in a world that is constantly putting barriers in, in our way, but I forget that it, that sometimes it is a big deal. So when I, when I was really, um, you know, starting to get on, on, on the apps when they were first starting to like, this is how old I am when they're first starting to like come to light. It was like, I didn't think that I had to disclose my disability because I thought, oh, what, what, it doesn't matter. Like, I still, I can still have a relationship like everyone else. I still have sex like everyone else. So like, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And then I just started to notice that it did. And it felt like I had, I was doing a second coming out every time of like, they yeah. knew I was gay, but then halfway through we'd have Ooh. to tell them, oh, uh, by the way, like, oh, I don't have any legs. And I... I got a whole slew of interesting responses. People would block me. People would ignore me. People would would get angry. How come you didn't tell me this before? And I thought, oh my God, this is, people are really bothered by this. So I thought I need to just start putting in my profile right away. So people are, it's very clear what's going on. So this way I don't have to weed through all these assholes. I can, yeah. it's there. So if, you know, that, that way there, there's no, there's no question. Um, about what it is. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been difficult. And I mean, I think we all know our, we, our community is so amazing and our community is the first to tear each other down at the same time. You know what I mean? Based yeah. on how we look and, and part of my privilege is that I can work out. And so like, I, I am proud of what my body looks like and, and those, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Even that doesn't matter. It's like to some mm-hmm. folks, it's like, I, they, they don't have any legs. That's weird. I'm not into that. Um, so yeah, it definitely does affect my 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 dating life for sure. But on the flip side, I've I've had a few relationships and they've been really lovely. And I've, you know what I mean? It unfortunately didn't work out, but um so the good guys are out there. I'm just trying to find the one that will stick around mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> yeah. Did um did that take like a to to make your profile show that you don't have legs and or I don't know if it's disclosing that but just you know to make that obvious through your profile did that take like a did you have to like conjure up the the confidence to do that or like was it a bit of a what what was that process like yeah this that's a great question it was it was a bit of a slow burn to be honest it was like okay i'm gonna put some photos out there first so then people can like at least if they're looking at the photos they're gonna be like oh what's this and then it was like, then it was like, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna write it in my profile um, that I don't have any legs, but I'll like I'll make a joke about it, and hopefully I can answer some of the folks' questions right away, um, so that we can mm. scale. Cause physical part is important, don't get me wrong, but I'm like that. I think it's important to have both aspects. So if we can address the physical, talk about some emotional stuff, and then get to the physical stuff too, I think that's a bit of for me is a more well-rounded experience. But yeah, it took me. I would say it took me a few years to really feel comfortable doing that and and putting that out there. But once I really did and let go, it was so empowering to just be like, mm-hmm. well, fuck you. This is like, this is me. So like, if you're interested in this, cool. If not, like, thank you for your time and I'm going to move on. Describing it That's as a awesome second coming out like... is like, I've never really thought about it coming out as just kind of like opening up this like deep emotional vulnerability, like and that is in its core what it is but I've, i it's interesting seeing it a, like it, you describing it like that just like really allows me to understand 
better what it would feel like. Yeah, it so. was exhausting. You know what I mean? To yeah. have to do that every single time over and over and over again. And then it's interesting too. Then on the flip side, then I'll get messages. And I realize that these aren't coming from a place of, of malice. And I think people are trying to be kind, but it's not coming off that way. Every, every now and then I'll get a message that's like, you're so brave. And I'm like, for mm. wanting love and wanting to, <laughs> to have your dick sucked? Like, why, why is that brave? Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I, 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 again, I, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but part of me is like, th- this is the stigma of disability. It's like, oh, it, it, it sort of comes off as if I had a disability, I wouldn't, there's no way I'd be dead. I wouldn't want to find love. Like, I can't believe you're going to want to do this. That's so brave. I'm like, no, it's not. Everyone wants some sort of yeah. connection. It looks different for everyone. But like, mm-hmm. so that's the other thing that, that I think is sometimes odd about um, having a disability and, and dating in, in the queer community is, and, and I think in general, I'm sure this happens to folks that aren't queer either, but, um, that's, that's my personal. We don't care about them on this podcast. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of, I don't want to say stuck, but like it, this is like definitely one of those moments that I'm going to take away from this podcast and be like, wow, that like really kind of like laid it out in a way that is like understandable for me. The like talking about like coming out a second time and having to like continually come out. Um, I don't, I don't think I have a question with that, but that like, that's okay. Is that, is that a, is that a, um, a medium through which you like explain or like talk about your disability or living with your disability ever or do you use that uh, comparison ever much? Oh, um. Also, do you, I guess, motivationally speaking, do you speak ever specifically to queer audiences or is it, is it like the intersectionality of yeah, being disabled and question. being queer or is it just predominantly about like having a disability or like, do you ever speak motivationally just about being like a gay man or a queer man or however you might, label identify <laughs> yeah 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 gay or queer is perfect um okay <laughs> yeah um i i didn't for for a while because uh you know i've i've the organization that i was working for i, I sort of felt like my story was of not having legs was so huge that it was like i wanted to focus on that first uh, and then mm-hmm. if, uh, a few years after that, then I, it came out, it wasn't a secret and I never lied and it wasn't as if I hid my sexuality, but I did feel like I was like, I don't know why right now I need to share that I'm queer. I think right now what I need to do is focus on my disability. And then I did come out and then I did mm-hmm. start sharing my story. And, um, I, I have done speeches on, on my identity and the intersection of the two. I, I, you know, Buzzfeed was very kind and I, they did a video, uh, with me about da- what it's like to, to, to date and, and have a disability and be queer. Um, and it was, re- I've seen that video. Yeah. yeah that I've was seen me. that video too. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I like, did it even, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I have yeah. started to talk Sorry, about Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Oh my God. I'm so yeah. glad that you saw it. Um, yeah. So, so I wanted to take my time with that. Um, Mm-hmm. because I, it was, it was important to me to, to do it right and to, and to do it when it felt right. So, um, yeah, on your terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I say this with as much humility as possible, but, you know, I, I had built a public persona here in Canada and the organization that I'd worked for was, was a bit of a household name. And so people knew who I was. 
Um, and so I wanted to do it in a way that would be respectful so that then <laughs> I know. Okay. I see you. I know. None of our listeners do, but I do. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, I'd like written a book and you know, I'd like, can I, can I just like brag for like two seconds? You can yes. brag for as Gas long yourself as you want. Up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, the organization they worked for, we had a lot of celebrity ambassadors and I got, I've gotten to know some of them on, on a personal level. So like, Oh yeah. You opened for Demi Lovato. I did. Yeah. I did some, I did some homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Demi is a friend and I, you know, she went on a world tour and she asked me to open for her shows across North America. So like I opened for her shows every night and, you know, I'm friends with Karamo Brown from Queer Eye and, um, I was on his podcast, uh, last year and like Darren Chris is a good friend. We've like, we go every time we're together, we like go out singing at a piano bar. He owns a piano bar in LA, Trampstamp Grannies. I don't know if you've been, but, um, no, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So I've had the opportunity to like hang out with like all of these like wild people. And so it was, it, I, it, what all this is leading to a, I just wanted to, to, brag for just a second but b you can name drop yeah we love I'm it glad, i'm glad you did <laughs> thank you yeah. but, but b it was like I, I i built myself a name and so i wanted to then this to be the next thing of like okay i feel like i'm ready and i feel like the this is the right next thing to to let folks know and and anyone that had been around me or that i worked with or that i travel with or anything knew that i was gay i just never said the words on a stage um mm, or in a video like before. a public coming out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's, okay. um, yeah, so that was a really long story for, yes, <laughs> I do talk about it. <laughs> I, I think that in a way, like I would imagine that in building up a name for yourself and like kind of creating this, like a, a, a known name, a known face, a credibility, and then saying, by the way, I've always been gay. People were probably like, wow. I, I, like I would imagine that it was pro- like, yeah, I mean, I think... It's horribly I think, worded, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I, that that was sort of my thinking, too, of, like, what what I wanted people to take away is is that I'm one, too. And mm. that and that if that if I can be successful, you know, someone in, in a, some beautiful queer kid in Wyoming or beautiful queer kid in the prairies of, you know, Saskatchewan can be, like, cool. Like, there are queer people that are successful and that can, like do things and that can be badass and can travel the world and have a relationships and all the things. So yeah, that was the idea of like one more face in the crowd, you know, to be like, I see you and, and you're not alone. I'm one too. And, and we'll figure this out together. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Do, have you gotten like a lot, have you gotten messages from like young queer kids, young queer disabled kids after, or just like in general? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely gotten a few messages of folks that were like, uh, you know, you empowered me to come out. Thank you for for saying that out loud that that you're gay. That it, it made me talk to my to my mom or you know my my, my sister or, or my family. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really kind. And even a few folks that are a bit older, um, I've gotten a few messages of like, wow, I felt empowered to to come out um, as well. So th- th- that's what I that's what I always hope people take away. For me, listen, like the Demi stuff is really fun, but she's at the end of the day, she's just my friend. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. But it's like, but what I hope people take away from whether they're watching me on TikTok or Instagram or my YouTube channel or, or hearing me in person, 
I hope people walk away feeling empowered to do something for themselves, to, to make the world a better place for their life and, and the lives around them. And mm-hmm. so when people say, you know, I, I, it's, I, I've always, I'm always like, that's really kind when people say, oh, I'm, in, I'm inspired. But when I know that I've done my job right, is when people are like, I felt empowered to do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's when I've done my job. Mm-hmm. So motivational yeah, speakers really like the perfect career for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You found the fulfillment. I did. I did. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I like that you make that distinction. Yeah. Between like inspired and empowered to do something. Cause I, I had never really thought about it, I guess until like right now, but like saying you're inspired by something is very, can be very empty. Yeah. Whereas follow. empowered there's like, yeah, there's substance to it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I like that Spencer. Thank you. I think inspired is nice, but it doesn't include any action. So mm-hmm. when people were yeah. like, I'm inspired, I was like, oh, thank you. But like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? Yeah. 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 So I think the, you know, empowerment in my mind has, has a sense of action to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Very wild. So I'm curious too, how has social media, how have you like utilized that? Because... You've been on YouTube for a little bit, but like mm-hmm. you, your TikTok rise was like fairly recent, right? Literally two You're weeks You're blowing ago. up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. like, how do you, yeah. How do you use that? How does it compare to like physically being on a stage? <laughs> yeah. Th- these are great questions. So, you know, I've been sort of on the social media playground for the last 10 years trying to, trying to, to. Um, just sort of give people a glimpse into my, what my human experience is as, as mm-hmm. someone that's queer and disabled. Um, and it was, it was only in the last two weeks where, you know, a video on TikTok sort of blew up. And part of it was because Demi had posted it on her story. Um, so a bunch of people then went to my TikTok and then I, I sort of took it from there. So it's really, it, we've been joking and I say this with all humility of, you know, it's like I've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with my two best friends and raised like a half a million dollars and done all these campaigns and gone on tour with Demi and people are like, yeah, that's cool. But then I like make a video where I jump off my bed and everyone's like, yes, yes, we love it. Yes, this is what we were Wee. waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Wee. Yeah, but I say that. That's because... so true though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But, but now what I'm able to do is, is and my hope is that I can create this community through TikTok and through what I've done on YouTube and will continue to do and on my Instagram of a place where people can come specifically right now, you know, during a pandemic when we're all on our screens way more than maybe we we were before. And, you know, I, I know it can be really challenging for me. I've been like a bit thriving in this environment because I normally travel so much. So it's been nice to be at home in that regard. Mm-hmm. Obviously the pandemic is terrible, but um, so I'm hoping what Silver I can do linings. is, yeah. I'm hoping I can create this community of joy um, and heart, but also of of humor, you know? And so what I'm hoping people walk away from is that they they learn something about folks with disabilities or just about the world and, and about being queer and those how those identities intersect, but they also have a good time. And they see how mm-hmm. I interact with the world and how the barriers that we all choose to continue to support either affect me or they don't. Um, and so that's sort of what I've been trying to do with the content and hope to continue um, to do. So 
Yeah, that's that's what I've been using social media for is hopefully to give folks a, a reprieve from what's happening, but also to teach totally. them and also give them a you know a bit of joy. It's a great way to go do about you, it. Yeah, but do you ever feel like you're getting like a lot of views or people are watching your videos? I guess kind of in the same question I asked before, but like they're almost like fetishizing your disability. They're like watching your videos just to be like, whoa, like look at this dude who doesn't have any legs. Like, like you said, like he jumped off his bed. That's so cool. Okay. On to the next thing. Like it, it, I don't really know Is how to, to word that, but do, <laughs> yeah. Do, do, that do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's sort of the, the, really sure. the same. No, no, that you, I, I totally get what you're saying. So I think okay. it's the same thing of like the people that are just going to do that won't stick around. But the people that, that actually mm. want to learn a bit more will will stick around. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't think I can I can control that necessarily. So that's why what I try to do is try to teach folks something at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's like, sure, I made a funny video yesterday about me going shoe shopping. But it was a genuine question from someone that wanted to know, like, what do you wear on your hands in the summer? And these are things that, like, I don't think other folks would maybe think about. And so for me to be able to share my human experience, I think expands folks' minds into like, oh, this is how this person without legs navigates the world. So I think the people that are genuinely interested will stick around and, and, and will be a part of that. And if not, then folks, you know, can come for a, a silly video of me jumping off the bed, but then they might click on another video where they learn about how I drive my car or I learn about, you know, I'm going to do some videos in the next few weeks about climbing Kilimanjaro and what that was like or how I cook or, you know, all of those, all of those things. Although everyone still wants to know every video, every time how I go to the bathroom. So I've started ending every video with, I go to the bathroom, just like everyone else. Bye. (laughs) That's such a funny (laughs) outro. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Just make it your bio. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, and I made the joke. I was like, if gay men were as interested as my penis as everyone else's on TikTok, I should have like 20,000 boyfriends by now. Oh my god! Uh-huh. <laughs> if you oh ever make merch, you should literally put that on a T-shirt. I go to the bathroom like everyone else. Like I would literally buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We 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 said that 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 will probably be the first piece of merch. And then also I my, my my buddy who I work with, he was like, "Dude, just think about it. If you started an OnlyFans and just posted one video, think of how much money you could make." And I was like, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> you're not at that point yet maybe someday he has he has a point but i know i know i would never that's uh no 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 that's not your select group select group yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um when you made like those videos on tiktok did you know that they were gonna like blow up no No, they at least had the potential to blow up and that was the thing it was like i had tried tiktok but truthfully i was like maybe i'm too old for tiktok i don't well, know because i saw you made one like a year ago right you made like yeah. one video like a year ago and then you like took a break and then you came back yeah yeah literally mm-hmm. i was like i was watching tv and i saw i was scrolling through and i saw like you know tell me you're short without telling me that you're short and i was like oh this is funny i'll just like throw this up you know Whatever. yeah and then oh and, my god and then here we are you know what i mean it was accidental yeah. however I've, I've been, I've been working 10 years towards this. So it's totally. like, I have now I have all this content and a new audience of people, um, mm. to talk about and, and share my, my life and, and my story. Um, 
and just to just experience you know to to give folks a glimpse into those things it, with the hope of being that then when they encounter folks with disabilities they they have an education and an understanding um and a bit more empathy um about that experience or even you know when we think about the pandemic right now everyone is experiencing what it's like not having access mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are things that aren't accessible to the entire world. And when the pandemic is over, you all will go back to a world that's accessible to you. And I will go back to a world that continues to not be because we choose to let it be that way. So then I'm hoping what we can do through the channel as well is get people to start thinking about like, oh, well, how would Spencer get in this building? Or how would someone Mm -hmm. with a disability get in this building? There's not a ramp, Mm -hmm. you know? So then we can start to create some social change in that regard as well. It's so interesting thinking about stuff like that because like I I feel like with with you it was like probably only a matter of time because I mean your story is incredible you're very lovable you're incredibly articulate so it's like but I it, and he's handsome you can't forget that one <laughs> of course thank you. thank you but it's it's interesting oh, thinking about it because like I, I mean, this is pulling from my, like my, a, a lot of research that I did on Lizzo once, which is like very niche, but she had a similar story where it was like, she worked so hard in the music industry. And after 10 years, she finally had that moment of success. And I feel like similarly, had you had this moment of success 10 years ago, like the world might not have been ready for it. And I think like, it's, it's so interesting just like looking at how timing works because it's like now I, th- I think the world is ready for the conversation and like for that change so it's really just really cool to see thank you i appreciate you saying that and and yeah i don't think i would have been ready you know yeah that's the other thing it's 10 years ago if you had five million followers it's like yeah yeah okay sorry yeah yeah no 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 agreed i i i don't think i i would have been ready and i don't know if i would have been able to articulate now what i can articulate you know i got to spend the last 10 to 12 years really learning about myself and and how to describe my experience uh, in a way that people can understand. I remember when I was working with a mentor to try to figure out how to tell my story, and he said this with such compassion and love, but I'd done a version of my speech for him and he said, Spencer, I have my legs, why the fuck should I care? And he said it with love of like, help me, how does this connect to me? You know what I mean? How can I be a part of this in, in a way that that makes sense to me. So I wouldn't have been ready. And you know what? I would have been, I wouldn't have been ready for the comments that I get. You know what I mean? I'm a bit older and I have thick skin. And so now to read through some of these comments, it's like, I'm not bothered by this at all. I also, I think RuPaul said this, but I adopt this. I'm like, I don't always read all of the comments. And it's so kind that people are commenting, but it's none of my business what other people think about me. (laughs) So like... (laughs) I, I just, I, I, would, I think I would have had a different, it would have been harder um, to maybe deal with some of the things that, that have been coming in if, if, if it were 10 years ago. I hope that doesn't make me sound like an asshole. No, I think that that's it an important, like human. A, okay. a very <laughs> okay. important thing to like yeah. realize because yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, yeah, and like, having the 12 years of motivational speaking experience now at this point, it's like different person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, you see, I have such empathy for these young folks that, that blow up on TikTok at 18 and they don't know what to do with it. And they get, 
negative comments and, and they take it to heart. And how could they not? At 18, I would have felt that way too. But now at 40, it's like I, I've, I have a solid foundation of who I am. And so that, that stuff doesn't, it rolls off my back easier than than maybe it would. So I, I have such empathy for folks that, that have experienced something like this at an earlier age because I don't think you're you're not always equipped or, or have the life experience to then deal with this. So I just... All this to say, I'm just really grateful that it happened at the time that it did. And, and um, I'm glad people are liking it. And I hope people keep coming back. We're going to keep putting it out. And and hopefully people will, will continue to enjoy it, you know? They will. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And if I ever get a TikTok, I'll follow you. But I'm not there quite <laughs> yet. But one of these days. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. I get it. It's, it's like one more hole to fall down, you know? <laughs> totally. I'm like... I mean, I've probably mentioned this like every other episode at this point, but I'm so addicted to Twitter and I like, I can't, I can't handle another social media app addiction. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Twitter's the one space that I just can't, I can't do Twitter. So it's like, we're, we're, we're like a perfect Mm. friendship match in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spencer, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you are interested in talking about? can be anything um oh actually yeah you know what there is one thing um Mm -hmm. so here in canada um there there's a there's a series it's 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 a digital web series um it's called everybody curious uh and i had the opportunity to be a part of the Mm -hmm. their second season last year it's it's a web series that that teaches young people and it's for their parents as well um about the birds and the bees um but specifically about um sexuality queerness, gender, positive relationships. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be a part of this, this third season, uh, which we're going to start uh, filming um, pretty soon. And there's going to be a focus on disability as well, because people don't talk about sexuality oh, and so disability. Cool. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. So it's called Everybody yeah. Curious. And um, so I'm really, I'm really grateful to be a part of a series that is, you know, because sex is a part of our culture and we don't, yeah, I don't know about you, but like we didn't learn about queer sex in school. You learn about how yeah. babies are made and and not to get STDs, and that was it. You know, we don't learn about anal sex. We don't learn about all of those things that I think should be taught. So this is a cool series 100%. where they can explore all of those those things in, in a safe environment with you know qualified educators and and then folks like me every now and then come on and share life experience and that sort of stuff. So yeah, so that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm so people watch it. People can watch YouTube? that just online. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube and they've got a website. So if you just search everybody curious, um yeah, it's all there. Ooh, Very cool. I know what I'm doing to, per- to procrastinate tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's cute. It's obviously for like kids from for 9 to 12, but it's a really interesting way to teach mm-hmm. um sexuality and and about sex to to kids in in a way that in a positive space. Very cool. Oh, that's so fun. That is really yeah. cool. So what's the first All thing right, you're going to so do we... once the pandemic calms down? Are you going to travel? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to party? Are you going to go back to Mount Kilimanjaro? Like, are you going to go back to Africa? Like, what's number one on the list? This is a great question. Um, I think the first thing that I will do is my friends and I said we are going to all sleep in a pile for a week and just celebrate mm-hmm. all of the things that we couldn't celebrate. That's our, so cute. Yeah, like our birthdays and like 
we usually have every December, we usually have what we call a fat fuck day where we just eat all of the things and watch movies all day and lay in a pile. And we just like, we didn't get to do that. Um, I love that. I want to adopt that. Yeah, please. It's, it's yours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, so so, yeah, so I want to do that. And then, yeah, I, I would love to travel. You know, I had this, these big plans to, to go to Costa Rica for my 40th birthday, but it didn't happen and that's okay. It'll happen when the world opens up again. So yeah, I think the first thing is to just be with my friends for consecutive days Mm -hmm. and just be able to like hug each other and not let go for five days. And then, uh, and then after that, I think we'll go back to, to life as, as normal. Nice. I don't, if that's a thing, I don't know. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Well, in the, interview that I just came from actually I was kind of saying the same thing like I was like I don't know if we're ever like gonna go back to normal and the person that I was meeting with was like look at Australia like they are they are fucked up on a boat right now like they're partying it up he was like I didn't really have faith but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and like Australia is the example and I was like that's so true yeah yeah Yeah. that's yeah that's that's a great perspective to remember for sure yeah yeah like I'm curious what 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 are you two gonna do I want to be drunk on a dance floor and make out with a stranger. Yes. Like we didn't get to dance to Chromatica. What the fuck? At all. Oh yeah. my God. I'm so mad. I, yeah. I, I would say I want to be drunk on a dance floor with my boyfriend and listen to some club remix of rain on me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Yeah. 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 And travel of course, but yeah. 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 Wild. Yeah. What a time. <laughs> what a time yeah. indeed. So, so we like to end with two specific questions. The first one, you may need to think about it a little bit, so we're happy to go first if need be. Okay. But Spencer, what was the gayest thing you did this week? Interpret as you will. Interpret. Yeah. 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 The gayest thing I did this week is uh, my buddy that, that I'm in a bubble with, uh, for our lockdown here, um, he came and poured confetti over me for an hour to take a photo to thank folks for following me on Instagram or TikTok. So, I wish you lived in LA. We would be great friends. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, no, we oh still can't. We still can be great friends. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> absolutely, no. The next time I'm there, I will definitely give you a holler for sure. Oh my gosh, we can like go to the bars and take lots of great photos. That'll be so yes. fun. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my God. Conf- that is so, it, an hour photo shoot with the confetti. Well, it was like, we couldn't figure out how to get it to, to work. And like the things that we bought weren't great. And so I got gotcha. okay. to figure out how to, he was like throwing it and dumping it on my head. And it was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so That's fun. So fun. Did they come out good? Uh, ish. Th- th- there's going to be a funny slow-mo video that I think I'm going to post on Instagram tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. looking forward to it. Wait, but I want to know what yours Aaron, are for this week. You? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, Spencer, we're the hosts. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you honestly could have a podcast so easily. Yeah, you really could. Thank you. Um, Do you want this one? It's all yours. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys do a great job. You, you keep you keep up. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the gayest thing I did this week was have three iced coffees because 
I had a coffee when I wo- it's really bad. I'm like so jittery. I had coffee when I woke up this oh morning. Oh my god! And then I got coffee with one of my bosses from work. We like I haven't because he's been fully remote since like March, so I haven't really seen him in like mm-hmm. four months. And he's also like a gay icon, so I was like, we need to catch up. So we went and got <laughs> coffee, and that was fun. And then I had another coffee like catch up with um another friend so that was like and that was at like four o'clock so i'm not gonna sleep tonight which is horrible and i was like i don't want coffee because i'm not gonna sleep but the cafe like didn't have anything else so i was like thank god God. so maybe i'll be editing a podcast episode until two in the morning (laughs) 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 but matthew what's the gayest thing you did this week oh god i'm trying to think um It it really might be um, that I spent, like, a solid 30 minutes just looking at pictures of my boyfriend's puppy. Um, I don't know if that's, like, the best answer. It Honestly, I did a face mask last night. That was pretty self-care homosexual. I love that. Maybe I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I retweeted a video of the Spice Girls earlier today. That's going to be my gayest thing I did this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. I can't even think of that at first. You really, you really like, I was, you really led in with like, it was me looking at some pictures of my boyfriend and I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, where is he going to go with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, didn't you see him like last week, Matthew? Come on. Yeah, and then you were like, this puppy. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, just just the little, the little he's a, I, I could have made it worse, actually. Just because, the wiener um, dog. He's a wiener, he's a wiener dog. I was looking at pictures of my boyfriend's wiener dog. Dog. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe I'll do that in the next episode, maybe. Yeah, that's funny. I was playing with my boyfriend's wiener dog. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Jesus. I I'm gotta so... leave. <laughs> I hope his parents know. We're gonna need to, to put a picture of Hoagie on like the, the podcast Instagram so people know that this dog is real. <laughs> like Yeah. yeah I mean they can just look at my Instagram. <laughs> true. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, and then our final plug for my content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Look, look at you go. He's learning. I know. I post a picture once every three months. So, (laughs) (laughs) and then, um, a final question that we like to ask is if you have any organizations or causes near and dear to your heart that you'd like to highlight our soapbox moment. Hmm. You know what? There's a really cool organization. Or you can do a handful if you have a few. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know what I think. I think the main one um, th- that I'm really obsessed with that I don't know if a lot of people know outside of Canada, uh, it's called uh, the Rainbow Railroad, and it's a it's a group of lawyers. They here. talked about that on Drag Race. Yeah, yeah. Oh so my god, group... I like cried at that. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. Um, I've got a, a a friend here who she's done some work with them. Um, yeah, so they're they're an organization that um, helps LGBTQ folks. Um, that live in other countries um, find a safe place to live um, outside of their country. Um, it's pretty. The work that they do is pretty remarkable. Um, so 
yeah, I would, I would, I would say them. And then of course, everybody curious, like, I think that's a, it's not an organization, but it's a, it's a, it's a cool resource for, for young people, specifically uh, young queer people. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to have to look into that. I wonder if they have like a, a United States chapter or version. You could, you could start one. Maybe you could start one. Let's relax. I'm only I'm only a student. I haven't even passed the bar yet. <laughs> Copy that. Copy that. Yeah. yeah. In due time. In Give due me a call time. in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Spencer. Uh, for everyone listening, where can they find you? Yeah. So they can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Spencer, the number two, the West. So Spencer to the West. Love that. Yeah. Even though you moved, but east. you're on the east coast. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's my last name, you know. So like, good branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, you know what? And you live in the West End. Yeah. See, see, Matt, you weren't having mm-hmm. it before, but I, I got to convince you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the Air Pod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.